Welcome to Expository Preaching Simplified. I'm Pastor Wagner, and we're ready for part 10 of our study. And today we're going to talk about the subpoints, breaking it down. On rare occasions, too rare in fact, I visit a good steakhouse and uh, have a nice prime rib. A good, tender, medium prime rib is wonderful. However, much goes into preparing and enjoying it. A certain cut of meat is required. Then it has to be cooked at the right temperature for the right amount of time. Then once served, the obvious next step is for me to cut uh, the prime rib into individual bites and enjoy it. We can think of a good sermon outline in the same terms. The cut of meat and its preparation represent the main points of the sermon outline. The bite-sized pieces that are cut with a steak knife on the plate represent the sub-points of the sermon. The addition of sub-points is not a step that can be omitted for convenience sake. We would be, or it would be, I should say, ill-conceived uh, in the sense that, or in the same sense, that it would be ill-conceived to try to eat your steak without first cutting it. Well-conceived subpoints are necessary to a good sermon outline. We'll go back to our outline we've been using on the message I preached on Psalm one, and I need to jump forward to that. Here we go. I want you to note the subpoints below. And note their relationship to the main points of the example outline. Again, our title, the pathway to wisdom, the text, and then the big idea, wise men do what's right. Then we got our transitional question and answer that we went over last time. Uh, how do we demonstrate wisdom? Well, there are three guidelines to follow, and that's the main points. Well, the first main point, as we noted before, and as we see here, is don't walk with the ungodly. So, what are the subpoints? The subpoints then are don't entertain the world's views. That's A. B, don't follow the world's way. And C, don't reject God's wisdom. That all comes right out of verse 1. To not entertain the world's views, well, we get that from the statement there in the psalm which says, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. We're in... Uh, Subpoint B, where it says don't follow the world's way, that comes straight from the statement, don't stand in the path of sinners. And finally, C, don't reject God's wisdom, comes straight from the wording, sit, don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Well, let's move on to point two. Point two was don't wander from God's word. This comes from verse two in the psalm. And the subpoints, how do you how, how do you keep yourself from wandering from God's word? Well, you delight in God's word first, and you learn to meditate in God's word. And then finally, the latter part of the psalm, verses 3 to 6, uh, gives us the contrast to everything that we've already looked at. And so the third, it should be a three there instead of the Roman numeral two, the third uh, main point is don't waste your life. And I chose two subpoints for that. Uh, which are follow God's path for success, which is outlined in verse 3, and reject the world's idea of success, which is uh, covered in verses 4 to 6. Now, consider how each subpoint then refines and explains the main point to which it is attached. 
Under the first main point, uh, let's flip back to that. Under the first main point, we find a threefold progression toward ungodliness, which obviously we want to avoid. In the second main point, second main uh, point, we have a twofold methodology for maintaining fidelity to God's word. Delight in it, meditate on it. And then finally, in point three, uh, under the third point, we have contrasting examples of spiritual success and failure. It is often useful to include the transitional wording between the main points and the subpoints in the same manner as done between the big idea and the main points. We've already uh, talked about that. Okay, so let's uh, let's just talk in general once again about subpoints. Having uh, went through that, accuracy and precision in the wording of the subpoints is necessary because it is at this level that the expositor delves into the details of the biblical text. It is here that we carefully and precisely preach the word, not leaving it for those who hear to cut their own stake. Subpoints should be drawn from the text, just like the main points, but from a more basic level. The main, excuse me, the means that subpoints often deal with let me state that again. This means that subpoints often deal with word meanings and relationships between words. Here's where a knowledge of grammar and the use of a grammatical analysis, a diagrammatical analysis, I should say, here's where that's so valuable. Subpoints are often dictated by the function and meaning of participles, infinitives, adjectives, adverbs, prepositions and conjunctions. This may sound complicated, but if you use a diagram, it is the easiest part of the outline to construct because the work's all been done. Although accuracy and precision are important at the subpoint level, subpoints do not always need to be spelled out in a list. Sometimes it works well to do so, but at other times, an extemporaneous explanation in which the points are blended into the discourse are just fine. What's important is that the preacher know precisely what he wants to say and that he says it in a logical, understandable way. Neither do subpoints need to be reviewed when preaching the sermon as the main points do. However, the main points do need to be reviewed at each uh, of their respective conclusions in order to round off those main points, and preach the big idea. Moving on from the last sub-point of a section to review the main points of the outline while pointing them back to the big idea of the sermon keeps everything logically connected throughout. More importantly, this process brings everything back to the big idea multiple times. Throughout the sermon, you're emphasizing the single concept you intend to communicate. And that's what a sermon is. One single concept or principle. See you next time.